0: What is up, Bad Bitch Collective? I'm Haley with Strong As Hail, and for the past five years, I've been helping fitness-loving women eat to fuel their performance, ditch restrictive dieting, and get strong as hail. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered conversations about nutrition, training, mindset, and so much more. With a mission to create a culture of empowered women who embrace their strength, live confidently, and prioritize their wellness, I am so honored that you are here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Alrighty guys, so today we're going to have like our first like actually truly educational podcast and I'm like so hyped for it. So here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about protein, which is my favorite macro of all of them. It is also the most trendy macro right now. Everyone's like protein this, protein that. And we're going to talk about why that is and how it can help you reach your goals. So Let's dive on in. So protein, I call this guy the muscle macro. It is found in literally every part of the human body. It has the highest thermic effect of food, which if you don't know what that means, it means that it takes the most energy to digest. It helps support lean muscle mass and it also helps keep the body in a state of repair. Also, fun fact, Protein is the only macronutrient that we could not survive without eating. So if we were to never eat protein ever, our bodies would wither away and die. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So where can you find protein? Literally everywhere. There are your leanest options, which are going to include things like egg whites, chicken breast, turkey breast. Pork tenderloins, pork chops, ninety-three to ninety-nine percent lean ground beef or ground turkey, turkey jerky. Um, if you're into the more like crazy protein sources like kangaroo, venison, you can also find it in protein powders, non-fat yogurts, non-fat ricotta, cottage cheese, tofu, bone broth, deli beef, deli ham, deli turkey, oysters, crab, lobster, shrimp, prawns, mussels, scallops, tuna, whitefish, everywhere. Then there are the higher fat options, so whole eggs, chicken thighs. Eighty percent eighty percent lean ground beef. That was a mouthful. Uh, full fat cottage cheese, cheese, beef shank, lean sausages, lamb chops, pork sirloins, things like that. You can always also find it in the highest of fat protein sources. So those are going to be like your ribeyes, your top sirloins, your porterhouses, your t-bones. I don't know if you can recommend or like recognize a trend here, but steak basically. Um, You got beef tri-tip, bacon, pork belly, chicken thighs with skin, turkey thighs with skin, um, sausage, salami, 80% less lean ground beef, um, canned fish and oils, lamb shanks, hot dogs. You can find it in so many freaking places. And here is kind of the thing that is most controversial about protein and it's whether or not quality actually matters. So does grass feet does grass-fed beef actually make a difference? And the answer is yes. So grass-fed beef is going to be higher in omega-3 fats. It's also going to be lower in omega-6s, which is um, if you are not sure what those are, omega-6s are the more like um, the the lower quality of the omegas, whereas the omega-3s are the ones that we find in kind of like fish, things of that nature, Um, But omega-6s are the the fatty acid chains that we tend to find in like pizza and cake. So yes, it's good to have grass-fed beef because it's going to be higher in the good fatty chains and lower in the less good fatty chains. Um, Grass-fed beef also gives you a more diverse range of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. So there are some benefits to eating grass-fed beef. Now, When it comes to wild caught fish, it is the exact same argument. So when you get wild caught fish rather than farmed fish, you have fewer calories from fat and you are also going to get four times the amount of omega-3 fats, which is humongous. So um, the protein quality that we eat does matter, but at the end of the day, It's not make or break, but grass-fed beef and wild-caught fish are going to be more high quality and offer a more positive range of micronutrients and uh, fatty acids. So, how much freaking protein do you need? Well, I'm here to tell you. It is recommended that people, the average human, have anywhere from 08 to one gram of protein per pound, and here's the kicker though, of lean body mass. So if you are looking to lose weight, say for instance, you are a female who is 250 pounds, you do not need to eat 250 pounds of protein because that would not be supported by your lean body mass. So we would want to either one, do an in-body and see how what the weight of your lean body mass actually is, or we can do an estimate from like a goal weight or something of that nature. Um so if your goal weight would be like 185, um then we could give you 185 grams of protein. That would be a more accurate and a more personalized amount of protein for you. But for all of my female Crossfitters out there, it can be recommended to have anywhere between one to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of lean body mass. And this is because we are trying to support your body and your muscles as you are doing strength training and high intensity interval training. Okay. So CrossFitters, you should probably be at at least one gram per pound of body weight. Um, towards that 1.2 grams per pound of body weight if you are training at an elite level. And so now we get into the, ever, the everlasting question, protein shakes. Which ones are good? Which ones are bad? What do they do? So there are four basic protein shakes that we are going to talk about. Number one is going to be BCAAs. This is referring to branched chain amino acids, which are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. They go directly to your muscles for utilization instead of going through the liver. So this makes them really useful for quick strength growth and recovery. Then there are whey protein shakes, or the basically the most common protein shakes, and that is because whey protein is quick digesting and contains all nine amino acids, including the ones that are in BCAAs. So this makes whey protein shakes the best for providing quick protein to your muscles both pre and post workout so let me just reiterate this if you are regularly drinking whey shakes you do not need bcaas having both is basically a waste of money and the nutrition supplement industry knows this so when you are buying both you're basically just double dosing on what you are getting in a whey shake Then there is casein. So casein is slow digesting and slow releasing. It is not good for pre or post-workout, but it is perfect to take right before sleep to enhance the recovery process throughout the night and result in maximal gains. Then there is collagen, the most famous and the most trendy of them all. Collagen is the most abundant type of protein in your body. It is literally the building blocks to our bones, skin, muscle, tendons, and ligaments. Now, do you need a collagen shake? No. Collagen is found in literally every source of protein that we eat. So it's not necessary that we be supplementing with collagen. However, if you are, you do need to be tracking that towards your macros So if you drink collagen in your coffee or in any of your beverages throughout the day, that does need to be reflected in your overall protein macros. Um, I know that's a huge question that a lot of people have, but yes, it is protein macros. And yes, it is calories. So we need to track collagen. Um, But again, if you are drinking whey shakes throughout the day or around your workouts, you do not need to be having collagen in like, on top of that. It's just, it's redundant basically. But here's the thing about all of these types of shakes. We should be aiming for real food for supplements. And that is true in nine out of 10 cases, the 10th case being pre and post-workout. Pre and post-workout, any Whole food protein sources are going to be much more slow and harder to digest, especially prior to a workout. You don't want to necessarily go into a workout with a full stomach. That is just recipe for a digestive discomfort. Um, So the only time that supplementation is actually more beneficial than eating real food is pre and post workout in a whey shake. And then let's talk about protein for vegetarians and vegans, because let's be honest, there are are a lot more people turning to this type of diet. And there are so many vegetarian and vegan protein sources that a lot of people are not aware of. Even if you are sensitive to meat, these options can be super helpful for you. So there are sources of proteins in grains, breads, and pasta um specifically wild rice quinoa oatmeal buckwheat millet cornmeal all of these have protein the most protein dense are going to be things like black bean pasta adzuki bean pasta lentil pasta those are all going to have um, a higher amount of protein then you can also find protein in beans and legumes so edamame lentils split peas kidney beans navy beans black beans literally so much So there are so many bean and legume sources where you can find protein. You can also find them in protein powders, such as like pea protein powder, soy protein powder. Um, There are now even true nutrition rice protein powders, like crazy. And yeah, so kind of blows my mind what they're doing in the vegetarian and vegan circles. But hey, if it's going to help women get more protein, I'm all here for it. Then there are even vegetables that have protein in it. Popeye was not kidding. Spinach. A full serving of spinach has 12.6 grams of protein. Like that's wild. You can also find it in mushrooms. Mushroom is one of my favorite vegetable-based sources of protein. Asparagus, mung bean sprouts, kale, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, snow peas, green peas, artichokes, corn, pumpkin. Pumpkin is really protein-dense carrots, sweet potatoes. There's so, so, so many options. You can also find them in nuts and seeds. So pumpkin seeds, hemp hearts, peanuts, peanut butter, almonds, pistachios, sunflower seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, cashews, sesame seeds, tahini, sunflower butter, walnuts, Brazil nuts, literally all of them. And then there are even dairy alternatives that you can find for vegan and vegetarian sources. So nutritional yeast has a ton of protein, flax milk, Has a ton of protein, soy milk, soy yogurt, daya yogurt, almond milk, cashew milk, cashew yogurt, hemp milk, daya cheese. Like they all have protein in them. And then there are lastly our meat alternatives. So like Seton, Boca Burgers, tofu, um, tofurkey is a big one, Tempa, vegan egg, Amy's black bean burgers. Um, And now the what is it even called? I forgot what it's called. The Impossible Burger. Yeah. So there are so, so, so many places where you can find protein as a vegan or a vegetarian. And then here are just a few of my favorite protein hacks, easy ways to add extra protein into your diet. So number one, add protein powder. Seems really simple, right? But for yogurt, um, ice creams, pancakes, Add protein powder. It will literally give you an extra source or an extra serving of protein. Increase serving sizes. Serving sizes for most proteins for um, like per a 2,000 calorie diet is going to be 112 to 113 grams. So instead of e- eating 112 grams of chicken, try eating 150 grams of chicken. That is an easy way to increase your protein. Add egg whites. Egg whites are super protein dense, super low in fat, and are a great way to bulk up any protein snack. (laughs) Here's one that's really going to be a kicker. Make protein a snack. So instead of having crackers and cheese, have crackers and cheese with deli turkey. Easy way to add protein. Um, Eating Greek yogurt. I don't know if you guys know this, but Oikos Pro... Greek yogurt has 20 grams of protein per serving. That is literally like a fifth of most people's intake. So that is a great, great source to get Greek yogurt. And then last but not least, top it with cheese. Cheese, yes, has fat in it, but it also has a very good source of protein. So if you are having like spaghetti, top it with some fresh mozzarella and you'll get an extra dose of protein. If you're having... um. What's what's an even what's an even a food that you put cheese on, um, a sandwich? Put cheddar on it, and that's going to be an extra six grams of protein right there. So there are tons and tons of ways to get in extra protein, even without necessarily adding in meat, unless you just want to. But that is going to be the conclusion of today's episode on protein it is super filling. It is super awesome. It helps us increase satiety in our diets. There is just so many benefits to eating protein. However, I will add this caveat before we sign off. Um, a lot of coaches are pushing more and more and more protein. If you are already at body weight and protein, you are probably okay. Unless you are training at an elite level, then you're probably good. Even if you are eating 80% of your body weight in protein, you're still probably good. Um, so, though they are really, really pushing protein right now, just take that with a grain of salt that if you are already eating between 0. 0.8 and one gram of protein per pound of body weight, you're good. You don't need to increase anymore again, unless you're training at an elite level. But yeah, that's Everything About Protein, our first educational um, podcast with the Bad Bitch Collective. So hopefully this helped. Hopefully this clarifies some of your protein questions. Um, If you do have any more questions about protein, please just DM me on Instagram at strong.as.hale and I will answer any and all of your questions. But for now, see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how Strong as Hail can help you achieve all your health and fitness goals, DM me on Instagram at strong.as.hail for more information and I'll be in touch. See you next time.